Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up, and sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? So we continue on with the NL in our prediction series here. Last week was the NL East. In this episode, we're going to get into the NL Central. A pretty uh, pretty unique division, uh, all things considered. I think that uh, this will be an interesting talk for sure. You know, the NL East was, uh, was a good talk, and I think that this division is uh, – um, I don't think it's quite as competitive as the NL East, in my opinion, but I think that predictions are kind of all over the place for this division. Um, even me and Frank kind of disagreed on, on two teams here, so it's exciting to, to get into it. So let's just jump in with the first team here that we kind of, as you know, traditionally do here on the predictions. We jump in with the team that we think is the least talented team in the division, and uh, as no surprise to a lot of people, that's the Pirates. Uh, so the Pirates, to get into it, their projected lineup is Adam Frazier, Cabrian Hayes, Colin Moran, Brian Reynolds, Gregory Polanco, Anthony Alford, Jacob Stallings and Kevin Newman, and then the pitching spot uh, at nine. And then for the rotation, we have Stephen Brault, uh, Chad Cool, Tyler Anderson, Mitch Keller, and Jonathan Brubaker. So, you know, just, just to start off here, let me start off with the rotation because I think that there's a big, uh, you know, there's a big, I think, problem there, really. I mean, you got young guys like Mitch Keller that uh, will, I, they're supposed to be pretty good, and I think they're going to come up and do pretty good. But, you know, for the most part, there's really no names in that rotation. Um, you know, your number one guy, Steve, that they project, Stephen Brault, uh, is not a name of any of any kind. So uh, unless you're a Pirates fan or a serious baseball fan, that's not going to uh, really do anything for you. Uh, and, you know, not to say that, that these guys aren't talented. It's just, uh, you know, the Pirates are, you know, in the offseason, they, they were trading away people, guys like Josh Bell. So they kind of gave away a lot of star power, and they're kind of – setting their rebuild up here. And as you know, Frank will get into in a little bit with the prospects, uh, they do have a pretty good prospect pool. So, you know, I talked about the rotation and then, you know, the lineup I think is in better shape than the rotation, you know, got young guys like Cabrian Hayes, Adam Frazier, you know, Brian Reynolds, these guys are good hitters and Cabrian Hayes is supposed to be uh, one of their higher end prospects. So he's going to do pretty well for them, I think. So the, the top end of the lineup, rounding out kind of with Gregory Polanco, you know, the top end of the lineup is, okay, you know, it's it's competitive, it's it's whatever. You know, there's some names there, especially if you're a Pirates fan. You, you could definitely get excited about guys like Brian Hayes, and I, I think Colin Moran is a fan favorite over there. Um, as you kind of fall down, you know, the, the lineup here with Anthony Alford and Jacob Stallings and Kevin Newman, uh, you got guys on the bench like Todd Frazier, Philip Evans, Tony Walters. There's no real, there's no real like, excitement there as far as like a team that's ready to go get a wild card or even make any, any sort of push the division. So the team to me is, is uh, kind of, you know, stereotypical team that's that we've talked about in the five spot here, or it's probably going to be in the five spot in the division. They're kind of getting their pieces together and they're rebuilding and they're getting ready for a run at some point. But obviously that year is not, this is not 2021. So um, they'll nor do any of the pirates fans or baseball people expect the pirates to be really that competitive. So there's no surprise here. And just real quick before I throw it over to you, the bullpen's really not, I mean, there's some names like Trevor Cahill, 
Chase and Shreve, these guys that just kind of fill in, but nothing really, nothing really intimidating out of the bullpen. I mean, they have Richard Rodriguez as the projected closer. You know, I'm not even really familiar with his with his work. You know, out of the bullpen, so I, you know, I can't really even say much about him. But um, so yeah, I mean, the Pirates maybe. You know, I think they're a little better than maybe like a 100 loss team. I think they, they'll probably get above that hump. Although some projections have them down that far. I mean, we'll see that. You know, this division isn't isn't super 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 competitive there are some going to be some middling teams here that we'll talk about in a little bit so uh that's kind of how i'm feeling about the pirates i don't know how you're feeling about this you know this pirates team yeah um i mean the pirates pirates probably have the worst team in baseball i mean that's pretty much how it is you know they got a you know some some guys like you mentioned mitch keller who's a you know pretty good young pitcher chad cool not bad sean brault Trevor Kale, Tyler Anderson, Miguel Yajori, Yajori, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Stratton. You know, so there's some guys there. I mean, Keller and Cool, not bad. Kale, we kind of know. Tyler Anderson, we kind of know. Chris Stratton. Um, then you go into some guys in the bullpen. Kyle Crick, Nick Nick Mears, mm. Luis Avidio, Sean Poppin. I mean – who you know that's, yeah. there's there's just nothing <laughs> starting pitching yeah. wise like i said there's a couple guys there all right bullpen there's just really nothing we have a couple young guys that you never really know but you know nothing as of yet sort of pitching is just not great and then you go into the lineup jacob stallings you know michael perez colin moran adam frazier kevin newman cole tucker uh, Brian Hayes, which we mentioned. So I mean, out of that, out of those guys there, they call Moran. It's not bad. He's got some power. Adam Frazier is a, you know, an average guy. Usually, you know, his, his average is usually pretty high. Kevin Newman is a pretty good hitter. Um, he's usually around 300. Cole Tucker is a, is a young prospect. Um, you know, he's supposed to be pretty good. Brian Hayes is, you know, supposed to be a stud. So your infield's not bad, you know, mm-hmm. with a couple names there. But there's no real superstars yet. But they're okay. You know, then you go into some outfields like Philip Evans, Brian Reynolds, who's supposed to be really good. You know, he's he's played pretty very well. His average is always up over 300. Um, he's probably their best hitter. Then you got Jared Olivia, Olivia, Gregory Polanco, Anthony Alford. I mean, these guys. I mean, Polanco was a was a high prospect guy for a while, but you know, he gets he gets some injuries, and um, you know, he's had some injuries in the past, and he never really turned out to be. The, the player he's supposed to be. So, I mean, they, they, their outfield's okay. Like, rest of Brian Reynolds is, is, is a very good player for them. So, like you said, their lineup's got some names that aren't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, their lineup's okay. They can hit a little bit. Not a bunch of power. But, you know, it's just, they're just okay at a, at a bunch of positions. So, like you said, I mean, their lineup's got some names in it. They're not they're not completely just empty in the lineup, like, like kind of like they're pitching. But there's just not enough there to yeah. really, you know, to do anything. You know, they got some pieces they can trade away if they want. But they got some young players, Newman, Frazier, Cole Tucker, obviously Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, so they can keep around for a while. But um, they got a long ways to go to really uh, compete in any division, really. But, you know, to go into some of their prospects, which is pretty much that's what you want to talk about the Pirates at this point. I mean, they got second baseman Nick Gonzalez. Obviously, Cabrian Hayes is supposed to be a very, very, very good player. And then you got 
Shortstop O'Neill Cruz, who's supposed to be really good. He's an exciting young player for the Pirates. One yep. big thing about him, oddly enough, is he's six seven. Yeah, it's nice. Six seven shortstop. <laughs> um, so he's an exciting guy that the Pirates fans and people around baseball are excited to see, as well as Cabrian Hayes. And then another one is pitcher Quinn uh, Priester, or Priester. Okay. And he's just, yeah, obviously just a, just a young pitcher, so they got a good spread here. A couple infielders. Um, really, the whole infield, second base, third base, shortstop, and then a pitcher. Um, so their farm system's not bad. It's it's not as good as you would want it to be um, mm. if you're like a team like this. But they're uh, they're definitely somewhere in the, you know just outside of the top ten, I'd say, you know, mm. eleven to fifteen somewhere in that range. But the team is bad. I mean, that's just that's how it is. If you want to break it down, the team is not great. And their best thing is they have a couple of pieces that they could trade away, and they have a couple of young players in the majors. That's the, that's pretty much what you're what you're looking at if you're a Pirates fan. Yeah, I mean, there's no like I said, there's no surprise here with uh you know with this team. Uh, you, you would think that a team this bad would have a better prospect pool than that. You know, you would hope that and you would like for them to be like a top five, top six farm system if they're at that point. But maybe they're building there, and maybe over next few years as guys start to develop, they come up a little bit, but. This uh this uh, division um seems to kind of be a little open for them to get better. So that's a good that's good news for them is they're not just going to get beaten down like they would be in the in the NL East or or you know a division like that. So um give them time to develop and and I'm sure they'll get better. Yeah yeah I mean they get a, they get a season here where they get a you know a good draft pick um they'll be a, you know obviously they'll be at the top of the draft draft boards sort of trader here or there and then uh, you know a good draft couple of good draft picks in the, early in the rounds. I mean, they can turn the farm system around for the most part, but like I said, they're not, they're not awful. They're just, their farm system's okay, but they have a couple of young guys. So uh, they're, they're probably the lowest team in baseball talent wise. And they're probably the farthest team that needs to uh, farthest rebuilding team away from contention, just because their farm system is not that set up compared to the Tigers or the Royals or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a farm system that's like, all right, we're we're just about ready here. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Pirates, maybe three to four years compared to one to two years. Yeah, which isn't bad, you know. If you do end up being good, you know, it's it's worth the wait. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, the next team that we're going to talk about here uh, is the Cubs, uh, which might be a little surprising to people because I've seen projections where the Cubs win the division. Which uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen crazy projections for this for this division, so it doesn't surprised me all that much but uh to get into them their lineup consists of ian happ wilson Contreras, anthony rizzo chris bryant jock peterson javier baez J- uh, jason hayward nico horner and then the pitching spot uh the rotation consists of kyle Hendricks, jake arietta zach davies alec mills and trevor williams uh now i had these this team a little higher than frank did um my only a big concern I have here is, you know, they, they kind of made some signals with the Darvish trade um, that they might be looking to uh, not necessarily rebuild, rebuild, but they might be looking to start selling. Um, I could see it. You know, you've got a lot of pieces here that people would want. Uh, I believe Anthony Rizzo not too long ago came out and said he wanted to be a Cub. You know, he wanted to be here. So maybe he's just, if they do decide to go that route, maybe he's the guy that stays around. But um, I don't know where you – know, that's my only concern here is where do they go? Could it be trade deadline time and they're not doing great? They're maybe hovering around or below 500, and they say, F it. You know, we're getting some good offers on these guys. Let's pull the trigger. 
Um, but uh, overall, I still do think that the lineup's good. Guys like uh, I think Ian Happ's a little underrated. He's a good switch hitter. Uh, Wills Contreras is a mid to high end catcher. He's a good hitting catcher. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is a, again a mid to high uh, first baseman in the league. I think he's good. Good uh, Cub, you know, he's a good clubhouse guy. A lot of fans like him. I'm sure his teammates love him. Uh, Chris Bryant has had some for what Chris Bryant should and could be. Uh, I don't think he's lived up to that quite as a career standpoint yet. He's had his believe me, he's had his seasons and his moments, but. Um, it's, it's looking a little weird for Chris Bryant right now. Uh, Jock Peterson was a, an interesting pickup. He's hitting the hell out of the ball in the spring. Will that translate? Uh, not to the extent that he's hitting. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine, but, uh, you know, they're expecting him maybe to be a better replacement to Schwarber. I, I would assume, um, Javier Baez, people love Javier Baez. He's loved by the Cubs. He's a big fan, uh, favorite guys, big around baseball. So, you know, you kind of get, you know what you're getting out of him. Jason Hayward at this point, kind of what you're getting out of him. Uh, Nico Horner uh, fills out kind of the middle infield there with with uh, with Javier Baez. He's okay. Uh, nothing really to write home about there compared to at least to the other guys in the lineup. And then you got the pitching spot, so you know whoever fills out that side. But then the rotation, uh, I think that the problems get kind of bad here. Uh, you got you know Kyle Hendricks is your ace. I mean, he's okay. He'll give you like a three something ERA probably at, by the end of the year. Uh, Jake Arrieta. Uh, you know, at this point, what do you get out of him? Is he really going to be a number two or is he going to have like a six ERA? Uh, Zach Davies will be okay, but he's your two, three guy. It's not the most ideal situation. Alec Mills. I mean, again, you know, he's good. I think as I guess as a four guy, he's, he's pretty good. So you might be all right there. And Trevor Williams, I think is actually pretty good, especially for a five guy. I think that actually he could even maybe slot up a little bit. So overall the lineup and the rotation, the lineup's definitely better. The rotation's you know, you see what you get out of Arietta. If Arietta decides to be pretty good, you're looking at a, little, a lot better rotation. Um, then out of the bullpen, you got, you know, Craig Kimbrell. What do you get out of him? I mean, can he go back to being Craig Kimbrell? Can he be the guy? Can he, he if he goes back to doing that, then boy, you got a good closer. And then behind him, you got Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera, Rowan Wick, these guys that kind of are good, not great. They, they fill roles and they, and they, and they, you know, have solid ERAs and strikeout rates, but they're not, they're not the most intimidating guys out of the bullpen. You know, they're not going to shut guys down like, like, like Zach Britton for the Yankees or, or, or Brad hand for the nationals or something like that. You're not going to get that. So, and then, you know, you got a little bit of depth. I think that they actually do benefit from depth on the bench. They have guys like David Bodie, who seems to play just about everywhere. Uh, Jake Marisnik's a good backup outfielder. Also Romine, I think is a great backup catcher for Contreras. Cameron Mabin uh, is going to fit in great over there. Um, he's another backup outfielder. They have an option for, um, so I think the depth is on their side. I think they do have good depth. And I think that overall their offense could potentially be very, very good. One of the best in the division here. But I think that this is kind of a similar situation we talked about, you know, in the NL East, uh, particularly with, you know, uh, I mentioned it with the Nationals, you know, the question marks you got. Um, I think this team is full of question marks. And if things go well, which, you know, like I said, I kind of have them a little bit more optimistic up my division rankings than, than Frank does. Things go right, they're going to be good. They're going to be the Cubs, and they're going. To, I don't think they're going to set the world on fire. Maybe, maybe looking at a wild card spot, but you know, there's the, a lot of question marks and and kind of where we have them here. They could fall to four. That's you know, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. But what do you what are you kind of thinking here with the Cubs? I I mean, they're they're kind of they're a little all over the place for me, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the Cubs. Uh, I mean, they they still have talent in some spots, but there's just not. Uh, there's no real strength to the team or, or consistency to this team, which has really been their problem. You know, Kyle Hendricks had 
a couple of good years. He had a down year in between there. He's your ace. Obviously not kind of the guy you'd want to be your ace. Zach Davies, okay. Alec Mills, I think we you know we've seen him. We, what do you throw no hitter? Yep. You know, uh, Arietta. You're not trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice with him. Trevor Williams is is, is is supposed to be pretty good, but you know he's had some injuries in his short career. Uh, you got a young guy, Braylon Marquez. You know they got a lot of hope for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you know the bullpen: Craig Kimbrell, Brandon Workman, Brad Wick, uh, Dan Winker, Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, Jonathan Holder, Rex mm-hmm. Brothers. You know, these are all journeyman guys for the most part, than Kimbrell and Workman. Sort of pitching staff overall is, uh, you know, okay. Bullpen's okay with Kimbrell and Workman. Rotation's really okay, unless, you know, Trevor Williams really pitches well. Arietta snaps back, and uh, this Marquez, you know, guy can, you know, steps up. Mm. Otherwise, their pitching's only okay, which is something, you know, obviously every team needs pretty good pitching, but their pitching's only okay. And then you get to the lineup with, uh, you know, Wilson Contreras. You know, Andrew Romine, or uh, I should say Austin Romine, Rizzo, David Bodie, Chris Bryant, Nico Horner, Baez. So your infield, um, Contreras really hasn't lived up to what he's supposed to be. Defensively, he's pretty good. Obviously, offensively, he's just not consistent at all. Last year, he struggled. I believe it was last year, he struggled a lot. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo, you know, he's a good player. I think people go a little too crazy with his offense. Reality is a 260 hitter on offense, somewhere in there, you know, maybe 30 home runs. So, you know, not really an MVP type. Like some people kind of talk him up. Defensively, he's really good, but still one of the better first basemen. David Bodie, you don't really know what he's going to do in a full year if he plays, you know, for the most, you know, majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bryant hasn't been, hasn't really, other than winning a World Series with them, has been a major letdown for the Cubs. Yep. That's just how it is. If they didn't win a World Series, he would be a complete bust. Agreed. So, and there's already trade talks around him for for pretty much a year now. So we'll see if he hangs around. You know, I would say the jury's out for him. You know, this year for sure. When you come to Nico Horner, you know, what are you getting out of him? He's just, you know, your stereotypical fill-in shortstop at this point. Yeah. Javier Baez was terrible last year. At about 200. You know, he's got to play better. So there's a lot of guys here who need to play better. Otherwise, their offense, which is probably their strength, is not going to play well. Mm-hmm. And you go to the outfield, Jock Peterson, who batting five five fifty right now. That's he's I mean one that's not sustainable by anybody, but especially Jock Peterson, who's probably a two fifty hitter at his best. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Ian Happ, uh, he kind of played it right. You know, he's another one who was kind of a high prospect and never really he hasn't really lived up to that completely yet. Uh, Cameron Maven's a good pickup. Uh, you know, he played very well in the last couple of years. Jason Hayward's played actually. Jason Hayward was their best offensive player last year. That yeah. kind of tells you where they're at offensively with some of these names that Jason Hayward was your best offensive player. And you kind of understand why this team, for me at least, have them down towards the bottom. Because you just don't, there's no consistency or any fluid, you know, motion, this offense. Yep. Um, and then you have a guy like Jake Marisnik, who's a good backup outfielder as well. So, you know, offensively, there's some names there. You know, pitching-wise, they're okay. They're probably in the middle middle of the pack in the NL, maybe, pitching-wise. Offense, they could be pretty good. They could be a top-five NL offense. But they could be, they could be, they could be is always the issue. But they never actually live up to that. Mm. So that's why I have them so low is just not consistency. 
and you just don't know what they're going to do. To go into their prospects, you can look at, like I said, pitcher Braylon Marquez, who's supposed to be really, you know, he could be pretty good. After the Brennan Davis, catcher Miguel Amaya, mm-hmm. uh, shortstop Ed Howard. So, I mean, their prospects are okay. You know, nothing crazy. Definitely in the teens somewhere, maybe in the late teens. And the team uh, really is okay. Offensively, they, they can be pretty good offensively. But overall, if you look at the team, it's really just, you know, if you go by some numbers and look at them, they're just okay. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think they're going to, you know, be more towards the bottom of the pitch, especially to get up to a bad start. And then, they, you know, they look, look to trade some guys away. Yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, I went into it before, you know, before I threw it over to you. This just teams just, I don't know where they're going to place. There's a lot, there's three teams in this division. I just didn't know where to place them. I kind of threw them, especially this next team. I really don't know where to, where to throw them. So uh, we'll see the Cubs uh, very happy that they still very happy. They got their world series really well deserved me and you were everyone in baseball should have been rooting for them. But at this point, I mean, the window's got to be just about shut here for them. So. I, I just don't see a wild card berth for them either with some of the talent in the East and the West. It's just, especially this division, it's just, there, there's a lot of, you know, just kind of middle of the pack teams. It's just, it just is what it is. So, and I think they fall right into that category and fall right in. So let's just uh, move on here to the next team uh, that we think is the most talented is the Brewers. Now the Brewers, the, this may even be controversial. I've seen the Brewers in three different projections now as the winner of this division. And I just don't, I don't know where that comes from. I see kind of the, maybe, you know, because this division is so wide open, maybe people just want to make a wild call here. And and I I don't know what the, I don't know what the deal is. So, so just to get into it, uh, the lineup consists of Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, uh, Keston Hyora, if I'm saying that right, Travis Shaw, Jackie Bradley Jr., Orlando Arcia, Omar Navarez, and the pitching spot. Uh, the rotation consists of Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Josh Lindblom, Adrian Hauser, and Brett Anderson. I mean, just the, uh, you know, I'll start with the rotation. I mean, they the, the starting rotation, uh, Brandon Woodruff is good. I, I will give him that. Um, after that, Corbin Burns, Josh Lindblom, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson. There's not much really to chew on there. There's not much that I think is really going to, you know, say this team were to make a playoff push. You know, there's not enough that that really excites me. I think Brandon Woodruff's just about all you got here. I, I know, I, I think they think pretty highly of Corbin Burns, but you know that there's only, there's a big, big problem there. I think in the rotation, but you know, with the lineup, I think the lineup's okay. I think Colton Wong was a fantastic pickup for them. I like Colton Wong, Lorenzo Kane. I believe he was off last year. So, uh, you know, I, what do you get out of him? He was already kind of regressing. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Christian Yelich had a rough year last year, even though he is, uh, I would think one of the better hitters in the league. So, you know, I would assume he'd get back to his, you know, a better average and home run rate here. So, you know, you think you're going to be better with him. Uh, Keston Iora is going to be good. I think he, I'm pretty sure he had an all right year last year. He, they got him slated as the, the cleanup hitter here. So I think they think pretty highly of him. Uh, Travis Shaw, I always kind of liked. I think that he's a little underrated. I think that he's going to be okay filling up uh, kind of the middle of the lineup there. Jackie Bradley Jr. just couldn't seem to find a home. Uh, he wanted an exorbitant amount of money in his contract, if I remember correctly, here in rumors, and he finally settled with the Brewers. Um, I never really thought all that highly of Jackie Bradley Jr. Good defensive guy, and and maybe you get a good average out of him, but maybe he makes up for what they think might be some lost ground and speed in Lorenzo Cain. 
you know, kind of taking a year off, getting a year older. Um, Orlando Arcia, I think is good. Uh, you know, down towards the end of the, the lineup here, I think he's going to do okay for them. Uh, maybe have a good average and Omar Navias for a catching spot, I think is, is outstandingly underrated. Uh, I think it, it, I can't say enough good things about that guy. I think he hits well and he defends well. And, and if he's your eight hitter, I mean, that's, that's not a bad problem to have, you know, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good catcher right there. I think, uh, actually, I think that a lot of their strength maybe even comes to their bullpen. Um, Josh Hader, as a closer, he's been surrounded in in trade talks, I know, f- for a bit here. But, I mean, he's super, super talented. Uh, Brett Su- Brent Suter, I'm pretty sure, uh, if, if I remember correctly, um, he's pretty damn good. Um, not, you know, not shut down quite like Devin Williams, uh, who's right, who they have right behind him. Devin Williams was absolutely lights out last year. Um, so if you get that out of him, I mean, man, you've got a sick back end of the bullpen. I don't think he'll quite put up numbers like he did. That's pretty hard to sustain. But if he can at least be a, like a two ERA guy out of the bullpen, you got, you got a lot to like there. Uh, Freddie Peralta in the bullpen, you know, the, these guys that, you know, then as you start going up the line, uh, the bullpen, uh, you know, these guys that are okay. And then off the bench, you got guys like Luis Urias, um, of Garcia, Daniel Robertson. So not a, not a tremendous amount of depth. You got, I, I think you like your talent in the outfield overall. Yeah. It's hard for me to peg this team. I mean, uh, like I said, the lineup's okay. I think the lineup is good. I will give them that. Rotation's rough. Uh, bullpen, I think, is good. I think the bullpen's definitely the strength that you're pitching because they're going to be need and they're going to be needed a lot. So I think that by play, if they do make a playoff push by playoff time, that bullpen you could see might be burned out. I, I really wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't see a lot of innings eaters, inning eaters out of the the rotation. So I kind of got them as the third best team here because I just don't know where else to put them. And I think that just like how we talked about with the Cubs. They're just going to be a kind of a meddling team. I wouldn't be surprised if they just fell right around 500. So um, I know people really think highly of them. I can't quite understand it, but uh, I don't know. How are you um, How are you kind of thinking with the Brewers here, where you got them kind of placed? Yeah, um, <clears throat> the Brewers, I think we both got them pretty much here in the three slot. I mean, to, to give them a, a, just a quick breakdown of them is they don't have pitching, and offensively, they're okay. You know, you want to dive into it. Brandon Woodruff could be an ace. You know, he's pitched very well. Uh, Corbin Burns has potential to be pretty good. <clears throat> Adrian Hauser, Josh Lindblom, Eric Lauer's the guy is supposed to be, you know, supposed to be relatively good. Brett Anderson, you're also going to have out there. So, starting pitching-wise, really other than Woodruff, the possibility of Burns, and then, you know, what you think Eric Lauer can be, not that great. You got you got your ace, and that's pretty much it. Uh, a lot of question marks behind him, behind Woodruff. Um, <clears throat> you go into the bullpen, which you said is probably their strength. You got Josh Hader, who's been, you know, used a lot last couple of years, and he's in trade talks. Uh, you got Suter, who's been relatively good out of the bullpen. Devin Williams, who rookie year was fantastic, but again, rookie year, shortened year. Can he repeat that or? Well, not really repeat that because that would be, you know, it's incredible if he could repeat it. But can he, you know, be close to that mm-hmm. going into his sophomore year? Uh, then you have Ray Black, Freddie Peralta. So the bullpen is definitely a strength compared to, their, you know, for their pitching staff. But still questions there with Hader being used, being traded, uh, possibly being traded, and Devin Williams being a rookie. Um, if Devin Williams regresses maybe to like a three-something array, then your bullpen isn't as strong as you thought it was. So their pitching staff, especially their starting pitchers, is not that great. Their bullpen's not bad. 
but they definitely need some help pitching, especially in that division where the ballparks are relatively small and their own ballpark is relatively small. You go into their lineup, you know, Omar Navarez, I, I, I haven't fantasy that one year. He was fantastic. It was two years ago. Um, <clears throat> last year he struggled, but he should be okay. He's, he's relatively, you know, he's, he's a pretty good catcher. If not, they have Manny Pena, who's also you know been there for a little while, so he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get into Keston Herrera. You know, he was a top prospect. He's been pretty good since they called him up, I guess, two years ago. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach, uh, you know, he just crushes the ball. He, you know, bats about 200, but, you know, got great power. Yep. Um, Colt Wong, um, he's defensively one of the best second basemen in baseball. Offensively, he's uh, come around. He's really, you know, grown to be a pretty good offensive second baseman. Mm-hmm. Then you have, I believe, former top prospect Luis Urias. Yeah. You know, if he could become close to what they think he was supposed to be, I mean, that would really be a big, big help to them. Then you got uh, Jace Peterson. It's a good backup. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a solid backup infielder. It's exactly what you want. Orlando Arcia, who's been played pretty well for the Brewers so far. So, I mean, their infield's not bad. Um, a couple names there. But, you know, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Then you go into their outfield, which is what their strength is. You go into Yelich. Look at the year they made the playoffs. Yelich had to win MVP. So, you know, if Yelich doesn't win MVP, they don't they don't play, you know, they're not that great. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, Yelich obviously is MVP candidate pretty much every year, but he's got to play pretty much win MVP to be in the playoffs. And that's kind of how this team, again, is rounding out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Lorenzo Cain, who two years ago was hurt, didn't play well. Last year didn't play at all. So what are you, you know, what are you getting out of him? Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, he's a 200 hitter if you're lucky. Uh, defensively, he's very, you know, he's very good defensively by by the stats, but um, offensively, he's really not that great. I mean, last year in the shortened season, he had, he hit pretty well, um, but for the most part, he's a two, uh, really probably two to two thirty hitter. And also now you're taking him out of Fenway, so what's yeah. that to do with stats? Um, <clears throat> and then probably their probably their top three offensive players on this whole team that no one wants to ever talk about is as Vila Garcia. He's always 280, 290, 300, 20 home runs, some stolen bases, relatively good defense. He's one of their better players, and they just he, every team he's been on, they never really talk about him. You know, I remember when he came up with Detroit, he was a little miggy. Yep. Mm-hmm. They called him. So he's a very good player, very good player. So I like him a lot. Um, and then backup Tyrone Taylor. So our outfield is definitely the strength of their team, but offensively, they're okay with Yelich, mm-hmm. with Garcia, with Wong. Uh, Keston Herrera, you know, whatever Kane could give you, whatever, you know, Jackie Bradley can give you. If Luis Arias can, you know, become a become a player that you expect him to be, your offense is definitely going to be the strength of your team, but there's not, it's not really jumping off the page for you. And when you're starting pitching not being good and your bullpen being, being you know, relatively good, you definitely need to have a more consistent, stronger offense. And that's, I just don't see that out of the Brewers. Sure. So, and like you said, uh, with um, Craig Council, uh, who's done a great job there, you got to have a lot of pitchers and a lot of arms to to be able to last the whole year, and they just don't have that. So you're going to be beating up these bullpen guys all the time because they're starters. You're only going to let them go three, four, five innings. So there's some talent here, but I just don't see. I just I I, I can't see them being more than maybe 500, maybe competing for a wild card spot if a couple things turn the right way. 
but yeah. they're going to be probably battling in the middle of the, middle of the division, maybe 500 is probably where they're going to sit. Mm. So, yeah. And then, you know, you want to look at the team deeper, like we always do with the prospects. You know, they got outfielder Garrett Mitchell, shortstop Bryce Terang, pitcher Ethan Small, and catcher Mario Feliciano. Out of that, Garrett Mitchell's the only one in the top 100. I believe he was like 50-something. Their farm system is bad. Yeah. That's just how it is. I mean, they're they're bad. They're probably bottom five of all baseball. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. You know, a couple guys recently came up. Luis Urias, um, I believe Corbin Burns, Kesson Heroa, Orlando Arcia. So many, yeah, a couple of these, you know, a couple of these guys, Devin Williams. These are guys who were prospects recently that came up. So, you know, you could kind of, they, they kind of drop off your prospect list. So obviously that makes your prospect looks, list not look so great. Mm-hmm. But their prospect, their farm system is not great. So that's it's one of the worst. Yeah. Um, so you can't even be like, all right, we'll make some moves to the deadline. You don't really have the, the ammo to do that. But the team is okay, though. The team, if Yelich plays like he's supposed to, and a couple guys play kind of how they're supposed to, and they get a little help, a little luck with the pitching, they can't be, uh, you know, a contender for the wild card. But, you know, with the with the playoffs being back to normal, I just don't see it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's just kind of like, like we got them, number three. They're just kind of going to be there. Um, could they be a little better, a little worse? Obviously, but, uh, I mean – you know, I think that's a good spot for them, kind of third third most talented. So so the next team that we should talk about is the Reds, who we both spoke quite, quite highly of going into the playoffs last year. So let's get into them and their lineup uh, rotation and stuff. So um, their lineup consists of Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, Mike Moustakis, Nick Senzel, Kyle Farmer. Tucker Barnhart, and then the pitching spot, their rotation consists of Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, uh, Tyler Mayo, Mal, uh, however you say his name, uh, Wade Miley, and Michael Lorenzen. They have some strengths here on, for the first time we're talking about a team here, I think they have some strengths on both, in both the lineup and the rotation here. I mean, Sonny Gray, the way he's pitched with them, and Luis Castillo, uh, you've got a sick one too there, even with, with losing how Trevor Bauer pitched last year, you know, with losing him, so you still got a sick one too punch out of the rotation uh the rest you know wade miley at this point you know he's okay michael lorenzen's okay he's a good five guy tyler uh male mall however you say his name is is good i think that with him being the three guy the talent definitely drops off from luis castillo if he's if i'm pretty sure Cindy gray's the opening day starter so so i think your top two guys you definitely have a better top two than the last teams we talked about for sure so right there you're doing better and then the lineup, I mean, you got Jesse Winker, who's got some stupid pop and, you know, is a good leadoff guy. Uh, Nick Castellanos has really turned it on since he came since he came over and, and, and you know, has been a gap-to-gap doubles guy and and has really hit the hell out of the ball. So he's going to be fantastic for you. Uh, Joey Votto in the three spot, um, I mean, at this point, you know, I think he's 37 at some point. You know, at some point he's going to, he, you know, he's got to see that he's not really a three-hitter anymore. Could he still be? Yeah, I mean, it is Joey Votto, but at this point, you know, I just don't see it anymore with him. Uh, I, he should be dropped down the lineup if this is kind of what they're thinking of going with. So Votto might be even be killing him at this point. Uh, and then out of the fourth spot, you got Eugenio Suarez, who's got some unbelievable pop. We've seen that firsthand when we went to the Reds game. Seen one of the furthest balls i ever seen hit, maybe the furthest. But he's a low average guy. He's okay third baseman. But he's going to be good as your four man. He's going to be good as your middle of the lineup. You need home runs guy. 
behind him, Mike Moustakis. I always like Mike Moustakis. Um, he may even uh, he may even be considered underrated. I, I think that he's fantastic. He seems to be pretty consistent. Although the Reds' offense last year in the playoffs just went absolutely ice cold. You know, I feel like he is a guy that, regardless of stuff like that going on, is usually going to come through for you. Um, me and you both, uh, you especially, I know you like Nick Senzel. Um, the guy has injury problems, though. Obviously, there are concerns there. Uh, if he's on the field, he's great. I think. Um, speedy guy, you know, can hit, can field. So I think that if he stays on the field, you got a good, nice outfielder there. Kyle Farmer's good, kind of like we talked about with Nico Horner, uh, kind of going to fill in that middle of the infield there. I'm uh, going to be okay. Uh, and then Tucker Barnhart's a good catcher, uh, maybe like a mid, uh, mid-tier, kind of middle-of-the-pack catcher there. He's pretty good, not, you know, not going to set the world on fire. So lineups, lineup I think is good. Like I said, the rotation, just with your top two guys there, I think you're already better off than some of the other teams we talked about. Uh, and then out of the bullpen, you got Amir Garrett as your closer. Sean Doolittle they got, Cam Bedrosian, uh, Lucas Sims. So the rotation, I mean, the bullpen, uh, you know, you got a good closer. You got a good setup, man, in Sean Doolittle. Uh, from there, I guess you kind of figured out Cameron Drosian, like I said, is good. Lucas Sims was projected as the closer so that, you know, uh, he's pretty good as well. Um, so you got a good seven, eight, nine there. You know, they could uh, they could figure something out definitely for sure. Um, then they got some depth. You know, they got uh, outfielder Shogo Akiyama, uh, I believe, uh, is pretty good. Uh, showed some talent, uh, if, if I am remembering uh, the right player here. Uh, catcher Tyler Stevenson is the backup is a, is a solid backup for Tucker Barnhart. I think that they both, uh, work well, kind of, you know, not platooning, but I think they, they going back and forth between the two. I think you got a good uh, catching core there. And then, uh, D, uh, I don't know when he changed his name, but D strange Gordon, he is at this point, not quite the D Gordon that, uh, you know, we saw quite a few years ago, not quite the speed, not quite the average, not quite the electricity, um, I mean, he slotted in here as a, as a bench guy. So, you know, it, you've definitely got depth there in case, you know, you need someone in the middle of the infield to help out. Uh, I do believe, I believe he played some outfield. So, so like I said, you got some depth, uh, lineup is good. Uh, you got some pop out of the lineup for sure. Uh, if they can stay consistent, you know, that'd definitely help them because towards the end of the year, they really fell off the, the cliff. And, uh, you know, as far as their arms with the rotation of the bullpen, you got some good arms. So uh, there's a lot to like here. I still don't think they're quite, quite quite a wild card team. I don't, I, I really don't think they're a division contender, but I think they're closer or could potentially be closer than some of the other teams here. And I think that there's less question marks, but like, like I kind of said with the other teams, a lot of these middle, you know, the Reds Brewers and Cubs here, um, I kind of think all of them kind of in the same vein, like they're all kind of 500 average, a little above 500, a little below 500 average. So uh, we'll see where the Reds end up, but I think that there is some things to like here out of the Cincinnati Reds. So uh, I know we both like the Reds and, and we were kind of rooting them on last year. So what are you, what are you thinking here with, with the Reds? Yeah. Um, Reds last year were, was definitely a letdown, but this year they still have some talent. Um, Sonny Gray, obviously a very good pitcher. Luis Castillo been in trade talks, but another very good pitcher and a young pitcher. Tyler Melee, I mean, he's always a consistent, you know, mid, mid to bottom rotation guy. Wade Miley, another one. Mid, mid to bottom rotation guy mm. and Jeff Hoffman, who was a, you know, a high prospect or a high draft pick for the Rockies. Um, so now getting out of Colorado, maybe uh changing sceneries and maybe that he can kind of step up there out of the bullpen. You got Amir Garrett, who's um, <laughs> brings the fight. I guess you could say, <laughs> <Seen Sure that. laughs> um, Sean Doolittle still got a little left in his arm. 
Michael Lorenz. You know, he's both ways. Plays, I mean, he's a good hitter, outfielder, pitches, so he's pretty good. No mm-hmm. Ramirez, Sal Romano. You mentioned uh, Cam Rodrosian. Um, Soder bullpen's not bad. They did lose. They did trade, you know, Iglesias, but, you know, the bullpen's not bad. Their starting rotations, especially with the first two guys, is not bad. <clears throat> um, so their pitching is, is, is definitely one of the more competitive pitching staffs in the NL, especially in the division. So that's going to go a long way. And then, you know, get into some offense. Tucker Barnhart, he's been there for a while. He's, he's not a bad catcher. Tyler Stevenson, like you said, he's actually one of their high prospects. So mm. good chance you see him take over that catching catching role more, you know, consistently. Um, and if he could step up and be the player they think he could be, I mean, what a what, what a big help that's going to be. Then you got Vado, which you mentioned. He's pretty much, I don't know what you're going to get. I mean, some power last year, which was surprising, but definitely not a 330 hitter anymore. Um, he's probably a 270 hitter, a little bit of home runs. But um, if he could just kind of be more consistent, more of the player that he he was, you know, that'll go a long way. Uh, you got Mike Moustakis, who's been good. Kyle Farmer's a good, you know, utility guy. Eugenio Suarez, like you said, crushed the, crushed the ball there when we were there. Um, he had a down year, but, you know, he was, what, tied or second in the league in home runs two years ago, yeah. the last full year. Yeah, yep. I mean, guy, guy can crush the ball. Mm. Uh, Jose Garcia, uh, I believe he's uh, got a shot at being the, the shortstop young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said G. Gordon. Obviously, that's that's not a bad pickup for them. And then you get to some outfielders. Uh, Jesse Winker, who's played well for the Reds. Mm. Nick Senzel, who was their top prospect a couple of years ago. He He's played well for the Reds. He's just, he's, he does have injury concerns. But when he plays, he's very good. Uh, Shogo Akiyama, like you said, he played well for the Reds. He was one of the few guys who actually played pretty well offensively last year. Mm. Then you have Aquino. Um, if you guys remember, he had like, what, 20 home runs and – 40 games. Yeah. So if he can kind of cut some of the strikeouts down and get back to, you know, hit, making contact with the ball, um, you know, that'd go a long way for this Reds team as well. And then you have Nick Cassianos is one of their best hitters on this team. Um, so offensively, they still have some big names there. Um, they all they still have a good offense and their pitching staff still has a couple of good guys there. Um, so the team is still, is still relatively good. Um, and as bad as they were last year, you got to think a lot of these guys are going to bounce back. That's why I think they're going to be second place and couldn't be an outside chance at a wild card team for at least most of the year because a lot of these guys have to bounce back. And I think they will with a long year. But there's just a lot there's, there's a lot of talent still on this team. Sure. And, and they have pitching. Compared to these other two teams we talked about, they don't have pitching. They have pitching. But that Agreed. goes a long way. So then you get some of the prospects. They have pitcher Nick Lodolo, pitcher Hunter Green, and I think we've seen the spring transfer 103. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And I believe he was a two-way player coming out of college too, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I would assume so if he was, you know, out of college. Um, I think he, he might I be. Think he was a little bit of a two-way player too, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Um, but then they have outfielder Austin Hendrick, catcher mm-hmm. Tyler Stevenson, which you mentioned. They have a very good farm system. All those guys right there are top 100. Oh, okay. Two of them are pitchers. One's an outfielder. One's a catcher. It's a good spread. They have a yeah. good form system. They have a top ten form system, I would say. So that's good. That gives them some ammo for trades or calling calling some of these guys up and making some moves, especially in the pitching category. And uh, and the team, like I said, still has talent. They still have 
good names. Uh, they're still relatively young. They got they got some they got some good pieces here. If they could just consistently hit better than they did last year, they could definitely make a little bit of noise and 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 be you know at least you know something to talk about there with with the with the in the, in the division and then in the wild card chase. Yeah, I mean, I wanna I I definitely want the Reds to be good in this division. I like the Reds. We both like the Reds. And uh, my dad's even a little bit of a closet Reds fan, so a lot to like, you know, a lot to root for there. Um, we love their stadium, so that helps a lot too. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, they kind of fit in, like I said, with those other two teams where they could be they could be in that second spot. They could be maybe even pressing for a wild card, or they could just kind of fall and and be middle of the pack. But we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with them. I uh, I will definitely, out of all, well, except for this next team, all you know. Uh, the rest of the teams I'll be watching the Reds, you know, the most uh, closely. So to get into our final team here, the team we think is the most talented is the St. Louis Cardinals, who just before I get into it uh, to do research for and look up notes for this, um, I seen a projection in which they were projected 78 wins uh, to finish third or fourth in this division. And I think that's just absolutely insane. Uh, I don't know where, I don't know where in the world you can think that that would happen. In my opinion, um, I, I think that this is, just about as clear a favorite you have in the league for a division winner. In my opinion, I think they could be a 95 win team upwards of that. So um, just to get into it, you know, you got your leadoff guy, you got Tommy Edmond, who I believe uh, they haven't pegged as a utility guy, but I believe, I believe he's going to replace Colton Wong at second, if I'm not mistaken, because he kind of plays everywhere. Then you got Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, that, that guy, <laughs> no big names there. Um, Paul DeJong, uh, Dylan Carlson, Yadier Molina, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and then the pitching spot. The rotation consists of Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, hope I'm saying his name right, Quang Hyun Kim, uh, Carlos Martinez, and then Daniel uh, Ponce de Leon. So right off the bat, you know, the two, first of all, the infield I think is fantastic. The corner infield is just about the best in baseball, straight up. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, I, I don't know what more you could want, maybe Matt Olson and 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 Matt Chapman, another corner duo. I think that's about what you, that's your competition. Um, Tommy Edmond and Paul DeJong up the middle. I mean, I think that they are outstandingly overrated, uh, underrated. I mean, excuse me. Um, and I think that he's going to be a good replacement technically for, for Colton Wong at second. It was a little bit of a loss. You know, I, I think they did like Colton Wong over there. Fans liked him and he is a great, great player, but I mean, I think they'll be fine with him and the outfield. I mean, you got Dylan Carlson just, you know, I, he's going to be sick. Good switch hitter. Um, I, I don't know. I think his numbers were a little down when he first came up last year in a little shortened stint, but I think that that's not anything really to be concerned about. Um, behind him, you got Yadier Molina coming back. I mean, at this point, you know what you're getting out of Yadi. He's one of the best. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, pretty speedy guy, uh, good outfielder, kind of give you a good average. Um, and I think he does have some pop, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Not like a, a super, uh, like he's going to give you 30 home runs or anything like that, but I, I think he does have some pop. Uh, and then Harrison Bader, another good outfielder. I mean, their outfield, I, I think, is is could be one of the most underrated in baseball with Carlson, O'Neill, and, and Bader here. Uh, not like real real household names, not like an Aaron Judge or a Mike Trout or a Christian Yelich, but, man, I mean, I think Dylan Carlson could be up there with, with becoming a household name and a big, big-time you know, guy for the Cardinals. And then the rotation, I mean, Jack Flaherty was, uh, I think people forget how good Jack Flaherty was in 2019. Obviously, yeah, he had a down year last year did not pitch uh you know the way he that we you know that we think he can and at this point I think I, I 
I'm pretty confident he's going to be back to an A status in this full-length season. So I'm not really worried about him. Adam Wainwright's back. Adam Wainwright pitched very well, uh, kind of getting into the upper ages here, and I think he's just going to he's going to be great. Uh, Quang Young Kim, again, if I'm saying that right, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty damn good year last year, and no one even said anything about it. So, uh, I mean, if that's your three guy, I mean, that's that's pretty good. And then right behind, we got Carlos Martinez and Daniel Ponce de Leon, two good guys to round out the rotation. I'm pretty sure Carlos Martinez, not too long ago, was their ace, and 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 you know, his nickname tsunami. I mean, fans loved them. The, the, the team loved them. I mean, if he's your four guy, obviously he's falling off a little bit, but golly, uh, he's good. So right there, I mean, uh, you know, the lineup's fantastic. Rotation's good. Uh, nothing really to worry about there. Then the bullpen. I mean, you got talk about names. You got, first of all, you got Giovanni Gallegos, who may not be, uh, the, the biggest name in this bullpen, but what a great closer. He's very consistent. Uh, Alex Reyes throws real hard. Jordan Hicks throws real hard. Um, so you got, you know, your seven, eight, nine there. And then you got Andrew Miller who has had some, some issues. Um, he hasn't been the most consistent guy, but, but man, I mean, he's talk about a, you know, a name, you know, and, and he can still really bring it and he can still, you know, with that side, you know, that side, uh, you know, throwing he's got is, is fantastic. He's, he's going to be great for them. Um, at the bench, I, I think this is probably their only, the complaint I have here, uh, they don't have quite the depth that they could have compared to some of the other teams, you know, off the bench, you got Matt Carpenter who, um, you know, I mean, at this point, I don't know what you're really getting out of him. Um, could this be the year he finally kind of turns it on and, and is, and is hot like he used to be. Um, we're not sure yet, but if he is, that's, that's a fantastic, you know, infielder you got there. Uh, catcher, Andrew, uh, Andrew, uh, Neisner. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but, uh, He's, I guess, would be the backup for Yachty. I'm not sure if he's a young guy. I'm actually not too familiar with him. Um, I'm sure you'll you'll probably get into it. And then a backup outfielder, Lane uh, Thomas, another guy I'm not super super familiar with. Could be a young guy that they're they're hoping is is going to come up and be good for them. Uh, I'm not again. I'm not really sure. So depth may be a little bit of a question. You might get into it and and kind of teach me something here about these guys. But but I think that if there if you're if just a little bit of depth is your only question here with a good rotation, a good lineup, good bullpen. Um, it is a lot more than uh, these other teams can say. And I don't quite know why this team is not getting the credit that they do by, by baseball analysts and critics. I mean, I, 78 wins I saw in that one. How could you see, look at this team and think that it's, it's insane to me. I, I, I really do think this Cardinal team is going to run away with the division. Just about, I think that they are uh, going to have a pretty easy time getting into the playoffs and I think that they could potentially do some damage in the playoffs. I mean, there's some stiff competition in the NL, and obviously then if the AL in the AL if they make it that far, but there's a lot to like here. So um, I know we both talk highly of the Cardinals. So what do you uh, what are you kind of thinking with with this Cardinal team here? Yeah, I mean this this team is is uh, is built top to bottom. Start with the rotation: Jack Flaherty, Miles Mikolas, Adam Wainwright, Carlos Martinez, Huang Hung Kim. Uh, Alex Reyes, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Those are some really good starting pitchers. Mm. Uh, Flaherty, ace. Nicholas is, is, is a solid two-man. Uh, Wainwright's like your perfect three-man. You know, he still has flashbacks where he's, he's the ace, Wainwright. Um, mm. And then, you know, he also struggles a little bit because he's older. Then you have Carlos Martinez, a former ace, who has the mm. stuff to be back, you know, that good or be in the bullpen if needed. Mm. Alex Reyes is a top prospect. Years ago, if he can stop getting injured, can he show up and be the pitcher that he's supposed to be? If that's the case, it's another guy that could be an ace or in the bullpen. 
Yeah. Ponce de Leon was a higher prospect, you know, and then Kwang Hum Kim last year, I believe, until his last start or two in the year, I think he didn't get didn't get up three or more runs the whole mm-hmm. year until his last start or two. So they have great starting pitching with some great potential mm-hmm. to be even better. Or some of these guys can go into the bullpen and strengthen the bullpen. Yeah. Um, and then talk about the bullpen, you got John Gant, who's pitched very well for them. Andrew Miller has been good for them. Not great, but been good. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos has been fantastic. He's probably their best reliever. Then you get guys like uh, Jordan Hicks, who throws 105 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. He's back this year. That's going to help them a lot. Uh, Tyler Webb, Ryan Halsley. You know, so their bullpen's pretty good, especially if, you know, one of these, probably one or two of these starters are going to have to be in the bullpen as well. Yep. So their pitching staff as a whole is, is very good, very strong and deep, mm-hmm. which is what you need. And then you get into some of their position players. You get Yachty, you know, arguably one of the best catchers of all time. Um, on my list, I think I had him, what, second or third, my all-time list. Andrew Kneiser, uh, you know, he's a, he's a younger backup catcher. Not bad. Uh, Paul Goldsmith, come on. What do you, you got to say with him? Tommy Edmond, mm-hmm. I love Tommy Edmond. You know, he's a versatile utility guy who just hits everywhere he goes and, and just plays every position and just does everything good, exactly what mm-hmm. you want. Or not a... You know, what's the top two third basemen in all baseball? Um, and like you said, with him and Goldsmith, I mean, that's that's probably one of the best, you know, corner uh, duos you could possibly have. And two of the top, uh, two of the top ten position players in all baseball. Probably, yeah. And then you got Paul DeJong, who's is just uh, no one talks about, even though he's, I believe, second or third ranked, the highest uh, defensive shortstop. Um, yes, his average is down a little bit. You know, his average could be higher. Power-wise, he's fantastic. He is a good hitter. His average is going to come up. But defensively, he's a top two, two or three defensive shortstops in all baseball by the metrics. And then Matt Carpenter, who's, you know, just a guy who, um, if he's, you know, going to be playing more of a, a utility backup role, I mean, that's, that's I mean, he's, he's even though he struggled, that's, that's still great for him and great for the team. So their infield is one of the best infielders in baseball best infield in baseball and defensively they're they're probably arguably the best defensive infield in baseball and one of the better ones we've seen in, in the last you know few years uh, then you go to the outfield which is where they're they're young and, and, and crazy um tyler o'neill a guy who has you know pretty much all tools you know he's outside champ. i mean i believe it was uh ryan spader i think i seen him, him tweeting about it he, he put a bet on for tyler o'neill to lead the league at home runs um, wow it was like 50,000 to one odds or something like that. But the guy's got serious power. He's got like five this year in spring training already or four or something like that. Um, <clears throat> then you got Dylan Carlson was one of the top prospects in baseball and still is a prospect technically. Mm. He's, he's fantastic. He's going to be unbelievable. He's a switch mm. hitter. He's going to be a great, great, great hitter. He's, he's got so much talent, so much talent. He's going to be a middle order guy for a long time. Yeah. Harrison Bader. Defensively, you don't really get too too much better defensively than Harrison Bader. If he can, and he's got some power. If he can raise his average from 200 to 220, if he can raise it to 240, 250 with that defense, that's all you can ask for. Sure. And then, like you said, Lane Thomas, who is, I believe, a relatively young guy. He played pretty well for them last year. You know, in the, you know, when they needed him. So the depth isn't isn't bad. Their outfield is very young. But it's definitely their strength, you know, is a is a not the strength of the team, but it's very young, and you know could be 
could be a lot better than maybe people think, especially with Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bay. They're all very young. So to say that their outfits are weakness is doesn't it's not it's not it's not the right word for it. Um, you just don't know exactly how what you're going to get out of them, but the potential's off the charts. Especially I'm telling you, Dylan Carlson, he's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball for a long time, especially as a switch hitter. And then that fan base, that stadium, so they're going to love this team. Definitely. They're going to love that team. So they're going to be – it's going to be exciting. It's an exciting team. Um, I think I, I think there's a, there's a good chance this team's in the World Series this year. I, I think with the depth at pitching, the speed and potential in the outfield, and the great defense in the infield and the outfield, it's exactly what you want. You want good pitching, depth at pitching, and good defense. They have it. And you never count this team out, this franchise out. Even when they don't have a great team, you don't ever count them out. Mm-hmm. So when they have a good team, you can't count them out at all. So I think this is a great team. I think you can easily see them in the NLCS, and I think you can easily see them in the World Series this year. They're going to be hard to beat. Sure. Very hard to beat. And then to go into some prospects, like I said, Dylan Carlson, he's like a top 10 prospect in baseball. Then you have third baseman Nolan Gorman. Oddly enough, they have two third basemen named Nolan in this team. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be very good. Then you have a pitcher I really like for them, uh, Matt Liebertor. He's got some – his curveballs, like, it drops like four feet. <laughs> Big lefty. You could see him in the majors this year. Another guy who could help their pitching. He's he's going to be really good, too. I think he's got a really good shot at being uh, – really. I, I kind of think he's – I kind of put him on the level that I think A.J. Puck could be at. Oh, okay. Then you have catcher catcher Ivan Herrera, which if you got Yadi Molina, you have another really good catcher coming up. You know, Yadi's going to just help that guy as much as, you know, that's just going to be great for them. Oh, yeah. Um, so they have a very good farm system overall. They have definitely, I would say, top 10 farm system in baseball for sure. And they have a great team. There's just talent at every position. They're all going to fit well. You know, Arenado's going to fit right in, just wants to win. Goldsmith just fit right in. He was a perfect St. Louis player. Everybody here just fits that Cardinal mold. This team is really, really good. I think they're they're winning the division for sure with ease. I mean, worst case, they're a wild card team, but they're like the Braves. If they wake a wild card, wild card team, whoever they face, they're just like, that's just a bad draw. Yeah. But they're sure. definitely going to win this division, I see. I think they, you know, they're, they're definitely deep in the playoffs. I think, you know, you're going to see them. Really, you know, NLCS and possibly in the World Series. This team is just really, really good, and I'm excited to watch them. Me too, yeah. I mean, when we were kind of discussing who who we think could be division winners and, and kind of how the divisions are shaping up, I mean, I'm pretty sure we were just like, yeah, the Cardinals got the Central, so let's, you know. I mean, it was it was like that. I mean, I don't – like I said, with, with some of these projections, I don't see where, where these baseball writers are, are getting their stats from or their ideas from, I think – that because they maybe consider the division so muddy and, and kind of up for technically it's up for grabs to a lot of people. I, I think that they, people want to be a little go off the beaten path, maybe say, Oh, the Cubs got it this year. All oh, the Brewers got it or, uh, you know, but I think it's, it's just to me and you, I think it's a pretty foregone conclusion. The Cardinals just have the most talent up and down. They got the lineup, they yeah. got the rotation, they got the bullpen, you know? Yeah. yeah well, people just, they, they love to talk with the Brewers. You know, mm-hmm. they, they always think the Brewers are so very good. I don't see it. I don't see the pitching. Uh, I said it two years ago when they made the playoffs. I was like, you know, good for them. They made the playoffs. 
But to think that they're really a, a dominant team is, is, is really just not smart. And people still love the Cubs. People still ride that Cubs. That window's shut. That team's dead. That team might be a playoff team, but there's just no World Series hope. And the, and the franchise doesn't even want to spend money. That's why they made yeah. some of these moves. Yeah. So, you know, to think that if the Cardinals are going to have 78 wins, then the Pirates are having seven this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's and true. I, I, I think there's a better chance the Pirates – I think there's a better chance that, you know, two teams in this division lose 100 – have 100 losses than the Cardinals have 78 wins. Yeah, that's just insane. It's an insane number. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just it's just stupid. That's stupid. I think the Cardinals are going to have 90, 95, 100 wins, and there is there's four teams that you got to worry about in the NL. It's you know, Cardinals, Braves, and two teams we're going to talk about next week: Padres and Padres and Dodgers. That's pretty much your NL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, in my head, and even when we talked about it, we kind of already knew we were like, all right, well, this team's winning the division. This team's winning the division. This team's winning the division, and here's probably your two wild card teams banked on. I mean, I feel like that's just kind of how the NL's shaking out, and the Cardinals just seem to be right up there with, with potentially the Braves, and obviously the, we'll get, like you said, we'll get into it next week. The Padres and the Dodgers are very good. Um, so. Yeah. And then you have a, a dark horse team in, in the Mets. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're probably just about, unless things go, things really go Mets cataclysmic, um, like they can. I think that's you're probably looking at a wild card team there. Um, so. I mean, you know, not to spoil what we're kind of thinking with the with the next division, but I mean, it's kind of to me, I think it's for a lot of baseball fans, a foregone conclusion who your top two teams are next, you know, in the West. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, what the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals really are better set up than even the Braves. And I yeah, say that, that just be. because they're starting pitching has more depth, more names in it, like more consistency. Braves are just really young, so you don't, you know, they have that that high potential, kind of like the Cardinals outfield here. But, you know, the Cardinals lineup is just as good as anybody's. Yeah. And their defense is just as good as anybody's. And their pitching is just as good. Starting pitching is just as good as anybody's. And their bullpen's probably a lot better than most teams, especially in like the Braves' more middling bullpen. Cardinals bullpen's probably top five in the NL and probably possibly top five in in, in baseball this year. This team's really good, you know, and, you know, discredit them. Give them nothing. Do yeah. everyone's done with Brady for 20 years. Just do it. Because mm-hmm. the instant you doubt them, it's the instant you'll see them at the end. Yeah, they're a team that tends to do that, too. So um, definitely right on there. But, I mean, uh, that's kind of kind of all I got on this division. You know, just to recap, uh, Pirates, you know, we kind of know where they're at. The middle three teams are kind of you could they're maybe even interchangeable honestly if yeah, you're if you're kind of making rankings yeah and and I think I just I you know I could see where you say well maybe the Cardinals are only a 90 win team or maybe they're not quite as good but I mean without spoiling anything because in two weeks we'll get to our actual uh, projections but I I kind of see them as a mid 90 win team I, I think that's just how it is so yeah um, for sure for sure at least <clears throat> yeah so that's that's like I said that's all I got on this division um what if you got anything you know, any notes, anything you did, that you didn't mention about some of the other teams? No, that's pretty much it. It's just a, not your stereotypical division. You know, you got your bottom dweller. You got your really good top team in the middle. Is just, there's not, you don't think there's a bunch of competition to the division leader, but you never really know. It's just a lot of question marks. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So, but, um, 
anyway, to kind of wrap up the episode, as we always do, to the trivia question. And uh, this week's trivia question is, who won the first ever home run derby? Pretty simple question. I think a lot of people will probably know the answer to this one. But um, the first home run derby winner was in 1985 at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome, which was Minnesota. And it was by Reds, Dave Parker, which ties right into this week's episode. He won it with six home runs. And there was four players tied for second, including Jim Rice, Carlton Fisk, Eddie Murray. Got to love Eddie Murray. Mm-hmm. And another one that ties into this division, Ryan Sandberg. They, yeah. both had, they, all, they all had five home runs that year. So I uh, wanted to do this one because, uh, you know, it ties essentially two teams from the NL Central into the trivia question. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it was the next year. Actually, I think there might have been a year off where they didn't have the home run derby or something happened. But uh, yes, uh, it was in Cincinnati. I think it was like three, four years later they had a rain out. Yeah, I, I remember looking through the winners and seeing like a blank spot. So I'm pretty sure, though, shortly after that, Ryan Sandberg won it as well. So that kind of ties in as well. He's like yeah, one of the first three or four winners or something. Yeah, there was at Wrigley. I think he won with uh, one home run or two home runs. Yeah, it was like two or something. Yeah, he just barely hit any out. It must have been compared to what we see today. It must have been like, oh, my God. Yeah, um, sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the Home Run Derby has uh, definitely changed quite a bit since then. Um, and I think it's probably, in my opinion, and maybe in your opinion, too, I think we both like it, that I think it's changed for the better. This is I'm excited. We didn't get a Home Run Derby at All-Star Game last year, so it, uh, that's always a good time of the year as well. You know, we'll have it the middle yeah. of the year now. Yeah, especially because <laughs> I think – I really think baseball has the best All-Star weekend or All-Star break, you know, I'm not going to go into too much, but football, obviously, they're just they're in a tough spot because, you know, you can't really have an expedition game mm-hmm. um, in a sport like that. But they could definitely do some midseason all-star stuff like that. They, they just kind of leave out hockey's isn't bad. I just don't think hockey's, you know, gets enough attention. It's yeah. how it is. Um, and basketball with the dunk contest, that kind of has been lacking for years. And then the all-star game, there's just no <laughs> competition. Well, baseball, I think, really competes. I mean, they lost the, the idea of the NL and the AL. You know, the winner has the home field advantage. But you can't really play – you can't really not try in baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to, you know, defense in basketball, you just don't play defense when you all-star game. But, like, baseball, what, what are you just not going to play defense? Baseball, you're yeah. just not going to catch the fly ball. Yeah. That's like, true, you yeah. Change the way, you can change the way you pitch maybe a little bit or change the way that you attack a pitcher – then you can put yourself in a slump. So I think baseball has the best all-star setup. So, uh, you know, it's I'm excited to have that back this year. So yeah. just talking about the home run derby and stuff is exciting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree too. I think that, uh, not to belabor the point, but I do think that basketball probably has the next best. Um, I think, like you said, I think the dunk sure. contest has kind of lacked the star power like it used to. There's some names in the most recent. I'm not a huge, huge basketball guy, so – I may be ignorant to some of the guys, but I see some of the names. I'm like, I'm like, literally, like who? I'm like, uh, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, obviously, I'm sure you know these guys. But for someone like an outsider looking in, if you're just a casual fan, I'm sure you're just like, who's that? I mean, he's big, but whatever. Yeah, it's not LeBron James or, or uh, you know, Anthony Davis or someone, you know, we were like, well, all right. Or Kevin Durant. We were like, all right, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. Baseball is probably one. Basketball is probably two. And hockey is probably three. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's, that's going to be great. We're going to have that in July. Uh, again, it was, you know, there was a lot wrong with last season, obviously, and a lot wrong with the world, but, um, to have the little things like that back is, is nice because they do, they do make a difference. And, and it's it, during that week too, is the, the only time when there's no sports on, right. Isn't that, isn't that right after the all-star game in, in baseball, it's like the only three days or two days when there's no sports going on or major, the major four sports. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for this year. And one quick note, you even seen uh, Texas Rangers with the brand new stadium. No surprise. Being in Texas with their new rules, um, they're opening at 100% capacity to start the season with, uh, you know, everyone attending to need to wear a mask. And that's uh, that's fantastic. Fantastic to see and hear. So. I believe a, a solid a quarter to a third. I'm sure the number's going up by the day, but the last time I saw it was a quarter to 30% of the, their whole population is vaccinated. So. It's encouraging to start seeing things start to get a little bit back here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't help but be enthused about uh, about stuff like that. So, all right, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. We just recorded the other episode not too long ago. So there's I don't know if there's anything really, you know, we brought it up last episode. Spring training's going on. We're two episodes away here from having our first two to three episodes away from having our first week of the season episode, and and it's gonna be great. Can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, and uh, like we said last week, we had some you know difficulties. So, you know, we posted the uh, NL East will come out either um, Tuesday of this week or Wednesday of this week. And then this mm-hmm. episode being posted on normal time on Thursday. So, if you miss, if you if you see this one and you're like, where's the NL East? Go back and look. It'll probably probably be posted on uh, the same week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. So, uh, but uh, we should be all caught up after this and be back on the same schedule with hopefully no technical difficulties. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was just one, uh, one episode we had to worry about. This is kind of still a normal schedule. It's just, we're doing it through Skype. So everything should be back soon. So we're, we're good. We're uh, thankful for that. So unless you have anything, uh, last other than that, that you want to bring up or finish with, uh, that's all I kind of got. No, that's it. I mean, uh, uh, the college tournament starting, so go Michigan, but yeah, uh, number one, but uh, yeah, but uh, other than that, and fantasy baseball's coming, so I'm just excited for everything to, to start up. Yeah, me too. All right, well uh, then, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can catch this podcast every week on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapri. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapri. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDUP10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at Screwball Pod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at Screwball Pod. No Ian e Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.